This is a story of Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to a sort of Star Wars podcast. The podcast that's sort of about Star Wars and sort of about everything else. And today's episode is about everything feelings. else. <laughs> Can you please not talk over me? <laughs> today's episode is about feelings. We're going to talk about our feelings. Yes. Do you ever feel any feelings? Hold that thought. <laughs> so I got big news. Okay. Bigger than my feelings. <laughs> more, way more important than your feelings. Good. The podcast this week just passed 10,000 downloads. What? What? I know. That's it's crazy. Awesome. That's and great. I, have I probably no only idea. did like 5,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what kind of like reference you're walking off of. So I have no idea if that's good or bad. I'm assuming it's good since you mentioned it. 10,000 downloads. It's just like a, a milestone, I guess. I would say. But I don't know if that's like good or mediocre or terrible. Uh, I'm happy with it. Good. <laughs> How are you feeling about it? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here to talk about my feelings. <laughs> um, so thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast and supports the podcast and leaves reviews for the podcast and interacts with me on social media about the podcast. It's fun. Yeah. You guys are great. And big, huge, ginormous shout out to our patrons. The coolest... <sighs> The coolest people in the galaxy. You ready? Mm-hmm. Thank you to Josh R. Woo woo. <laughs> Are you going to do that between everyone? Do you want me to? Let's see. I'm going to read them fast. See how well you do. Okay. Thanks to Josh R., woo! John H., Valerie yeah, W., Mox F., Tyler Yay! G., Allie H., Aaron L., Woo-hoo! Dan B., Melissa S., T- Tim S., and Casey W. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for supporting and listening and everything you guys do. Sorry, and sorry if I was cheering over your name. <laughs> yeah, could you keep your cheering at a dull roar, please? <laughs> um, at the end, what I do with the support that I receive is give it right back. It's like, here's money. Here's more money back. It's like a good family gift exchange. Right. Here's a gift card for you, and you give me a gift card. Right. We should have just kept our money. Yeah. Should we just all buy <laughs> just, ourselves gift cards? Sorry, we should just print off the actual, like, just a picture. Like, not even, like, a barcode or anything. Just a, a stock image of a gift card so that it feels like you received right. something, but yeah. you just get to keep your money. Yeah. It is yeah. nice. We all get together and just give each other money <laughs> in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Some money is worth more than other money, though. Like a gift card to Blockbuster isn't as good <laughs> as a gift card to Target. Or Cold Stone. Yeah, or when there's no Cold AMC Stones around. Theater. When there's no AMC theaters around. Mm, yeah. Hope I don't get a gift card to Laser Dome this year. <laughs> um, what I do with the money is I try to do giveaways. So I may or may not be doing a giveaway pretty soon. Are you changing your mind about it now no i'm just i'm just keeping them in suspense oh okay i thought maybe you just bought that stuff for yourself <laughs> maybe maybe we're giving it right back to ourselves <laughs> if i win the giveaway that seems um, fair yeah keep your eyes and ears open for a giveaway announcement soon also this week we chose to talk about something that didn't require a whole lot of research because it's been a busy, busy two weeks for us. You've been sewing like a fiend the last two weeks. They sew a lot, right? <laughs> I don't know what a fiend is. Someone who does something a lot. Oh, then yes. Yeah. And we've been putting a lot of stuff together for the craft show mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yep. You've been doing a great job of supporting me with that. So yes. I appreciate your efforts going into supporting me instead of supporting this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes it's just been a busy week with everything going on yeah so um and we started christmas shopping this week yeah that's been a lot of fun <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> um pretty much christmas shopping we've decided this year to start early and take the kids like and let them buy gifts for each other just like one or two kids and for their cousins or whatever um 
and uh, basically it's just them walking around saying how much they want the stuff that they're looking at. Yeah, or how much they think someone else would like the thing that they very obviously want for themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think mom wants that pack of bubble gum. <laughs> I love bubble gum. Oh, bubble yum, though? Bubble tape. <laughs> the kind that came in the right and you like tape measure pinch off the thing. little thing yes. the section yep, yep. Have, did you ever crack open the whole john and stick it in your mouth no almost? that sounds like something you would do <laughs> i've only seen it <laughs> <laughs> so we we wanted to pick something um that was that didn't quite a whole lot of research or action <laughs> something we could just gab about <laughs> <laughs> I love Gavin. <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> okay, so we're talking about music that makes you feel. That's what I titled it. Music that makes you feel. Yeah. And how did we come upon this right. determination? So you were weeping. How did we determine? If I remember right, you, you had <laughs> how started did we weeping. to talk about this? I don't even know how it happened the first time <laughs> we were reminiscing or... I don't know how it started, but the song Butterfly Kisses came up, mm-hmm. and I was making light of the song, and you said, I bet you can't say those words from the song. I bet you couldn't read the lyrics to the, of the song to Rylan without crying, is what you said. Yeah. Because Butterfly Kisses, I don't know if anybody, if I don't know who doesn't know this song, but Butterfly Kisses is a song by Bob Carlyle, written a couple years ago. <laughs> Just a couple. I know. In the 90s? Um, I think I have it written down here. 1997. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it's one of those songs that every time it would come on, like my mom would cry. And I'd be like, she's so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she crying about a song? Like, does she know this guy? <laughs> and it was like, we would make fun of her, you know? Like yeah. when, like you're... When you grow up and you like watch a movie, like It's a Wonderful Life and your mom cries and you're like, why are you crying? And then when you're like 31 and you have four kids and you're like, oh, I know exactly why you were crying. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you still don't have enough emotion in you to actually cry yourself. I have almost cried before <laughs> at movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's a and- lump forms in my throat when I hear Butterfly Kisses. So mm-hmm. I don't cry during it. I could cry. If I let myself go. Which do you think... If I lost all inhibition. (laughs) Which do you think would be more likely to make you lose all of your inhibition? A song about your daughter um, (laughs) growing up. Stop. Don't even go there. (laughs) We're going to go there later. Or... We're going to go there later. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. We're going to go there later. (laughs) Okay. So, if anybody doesn't... I'd like some explanation on that later. (laughs) If anybody... And if we don't go to a lady, you can bring it back up. But okay. I think we're going to I will. Get, for I the think rest I know what you're lives. thinking about. <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know what Butterfly Kisses is, it's a song about a, that a guy sang. He's a Christian singer. Yeah, I guess. And um, he's like the Christian version of Michael Bolton. <laughs> his voice, to be just sounds just like Michael Bolton. It does sound a lot Anyways, like Michael it's Bolton. It's a story of his daughter growing up. He wrote it for his daughter's 16th birthday. Him and Randy Thomas. Oh, RT. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but. Um, and he talks about it's butterfly kisses because his daughter, or he would give his daughter butterfly kisses, or the other way around. I don't you'll really she remember. She would give him butterfly kisses. Which is he like talks when about you how. Um, slap someone with your eyebr- eyelashes. <laughs> slap? <laughs> Depends how forceful your blinking is. <laughs> No wonder you need glasses <laughs> putting your eyes through that kind of workout. <laughs> um yeah, what is he he says something about after all that I've done, I must have done something right. After all that I've done wrong. Oh. I must have done something right to, to deserve the- a hug every morning and butterfly kisses at night. Yes. Basically, his daughter loves him no matter what. Yeah. And he doesn't he thinks he keeps messing up, but his daughter still Loves him and doing the right thing and basically tells you as a parent that. um, Kids love you unconditionally. Yeah. And at the end of the day, for me, when I'm laying in bed, think about all the terrible parenting that I've done in the last day or week or month or seven years. uh, Listening to a song like this can make you feel 
Yeah, after you got done yelling at the kids <laughs> five times to get back in their beds because mm-hmm. they need to go to sleep, and then you go to lay down yourself and you feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what started <laughs> this whole conversation of songs that make us feel. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't heard the song, you should go listen. But we're going to talk about some other songs as well. Yeah, I felt like before probably this year, I could listen to that song and not cry. Mm. And then like this year, I just feel like my mom, like I cannot <laughs> listen to it without crying or without getting teary eyed. So uh, I don't know why. I mean, I know why that is, but I know why I have like an emotional connection to the song, but I don't know why I can't control my emotions. <laughs> Do you think it's because what, what's different this year? Because we're not having any more kids. And this is the last time that Cora's going to be, that we're going to have a baby. I think it, it it probably does have something to do that with that because I've kind of accepted that this year that I'm no longer like becoming a new mom anymore. You're such an old mom. Yeah. <laughs> kind of switched that like second phase of like accepting that, yeah, that I'm not going to be a, a new mom anymore or whatever. And now I'm going to be a mom of kids that are growing up they're like in that phase where they're only going through this i mean all people are like that everyone only goes through something once or whatever one age once but you don't really think about it a whole lot until i feel like you start focusing on that i don't know yeah maybe i'm too focused on that right now (laughs) there's nothing you can do about it time just keeps passing yep yeah i think Um, it's probably because i just realized that one of those like phases is done now yeah. So now I'm like thinking ahead to like what is next? What's what's yeah. next that's gonna be like done? Like we missed all those phases with we missed some of the phases. Well we weren't paying as much attention right. to them. So yeah. Think of all the things we missed because we were too busy trying to discipline our kids or keep right. them make them eat their food or keep them in line or have a good time or whatever. Or just avoid parenting. Yeah. And we missed it all. <laughs> um so I did, we didn't actually try to have me read the lyrics to Rylan of Butterfly Kisses. No. I don't think I want to do that. So. <laughs> um, and I asked you when we started this about like making our like list of songs that give us like have emotional connections for us. Mm-hmm. If we should like separate them out into like sad songs, like sad emotions, happy emotions. And then mm-hmm. right away you're like, well, I don't think I could tell the difference between the two. And I was like, yeah, some yeah, songs, they don't sense. really either make you happy or sad. They just, it just feels like a welling up of emotions. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like you're happy and sad at the same time. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. With kind songs of. like Butter. With, yeah. I mean, yeah. With songs with like Butterfly Kisses. Yeah. 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 There are other songs that I feel like are overwhelmingly emotional that don't necessarily fit into a happy or sad category or really any emotion it's just like i don't know yeah yeah it's just an overwhelming i don't know like goosebumps kind of thing mm-hmm. but but i don't know why yeah yeah um and just so everyone knows we are aware that butterfly kisses is like the epitome <laughs> of like a cheesy song right yeah it's like it's like know. written specifically for that purpose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To make you cry. Yeah. Yeah. But it works, I guess. Yep. Um, so I put some other songs that are kind of in that same sort of category for me. Okay. I put them under the parenting feels. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so the another one that I have um, is One Day Soon by Vocal Few. And I don't think you know that one very well. I played it for you like once or How twice. How can you tell? Because <laughs> of your squinting eyes and your shaking face. <laughs> um, Vocal Few is a band, is the lead singer, used to be in a band that I really liked called Classic Crime. Okay. And then he started like a folky band after he was growing mm-hmm. up a little bit. And then he sings a song that's basically about his daughter growing up. Okay. It's basically the same thing as Butterfly Kisses, except it's a little different. I feel like maybe I vaguely remember this. Um, yeah. So... It's a good song. I like it. But it's like that same, yeah. like, if you think about the lyrics too much, you're probably going to cry. Yeah. Um, and then my other song is, uh, in that category, is You Are My Sunshine. Yeah. Did you put that on your list? I did, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, You Are My Sunshine, of course, in general, is a song that, like, parents sing to their kids or kids sing. And it's obviously not a happy song. 
If you go into the second <laughs> verse or the verse or whatever yeah. it is. So, I mean, You Are My Sunshine is a song that I my I grew up with my mom singing to me that song. And I never even knew about the second verse until right. I was like a teenager. And I was like, wait a minute. This song is really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did some research on that song in particular and found some interesting uh, tidbits about it. Um, it was popularized by Jimmy Davis and Charles Mitchell in 1939. Wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and it has been declared one of the state songs of Louisiana. Huh. Um, and it was recorded numerous times so often. This is off of Wikipedia. Yeah. So it's all so correct. Referenced True. here. You cannot uh, cite that. No. Yeah. You cannot use it as a source. <laughs> It's been recorded so often that it is one of the most commercially programmed numbers in American popular music. Huh. Um, and it, it's been covered a lot of times, um, including Gene Autry, Bing Crosby, Mississippi John Hurt, Wayne King, Lawrence Welk, Doris Day, Nat King Cole, The Markles, Ray Charles, Ike and Tina Turner, the Rivingtons, Andy Williams, Burl Ives, Frank Turner, The Beach Boys, Aretha Franklin, um, Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash. Doesn't have any of the like... Carly Simon. Up to date ones. Copeland. And some other people that I don't know of. But there's a lot of names on that list yeah. that are very popular names. names. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty, like you said, a familiar song to, like, it's almost like a nursery rhyme at this point. Right. Um, yeah, nursery rhyme. What they, we, nursery lullaby. Just a lullaby. Yeah. Or nursery rhyme. Yeah. Why are lullabies, like, even that one about, like, the, the what's the one? Um, Rockin' by Baby. Yeah, Rockin' by Baby. That one's pretty dark too. Yeah, well, all all like cradle falling out of the tree, <laughs> stuff like that. Any like old time like children's stories, yeah, and songs. They're all like that because people used to be a lot more practical about the world. <laughs> yeah, like, now we that? just coddle our children and don't expose them to anything. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so we sang that song to Ryland so much. She was a terrible sleeper, so we had to sing it to her a lot to get her to go to sleep. Yeah. I think she was probably about two or three, two, when she started saying, um, instead of like goodnight or goodbye, she started saying, you're my sunshine. Yeah. Which is like the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryland's getting to the age now where she's too big for me to hold while yeah. she's sleeping. I don't know when the last time I could like actually hold her yeah. was. Yeah. And rock her back and <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> Um, what was it? Gonna, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So it was just so cool when she started saying that, and then "You're My Sunshine" became like her like thing for a little while. Yeah. But, so anytime I try and sing that song to any of the kids, it's emotional. Yeah. And right now, court. Well, each of our kids have had kind of had a, like a song, sort of. I mean, Rylan, I would sing that one to her, um, or "Wagon Wheel." Um, but and then with Denver, since he was named after, um. Uh, country road take me home i would sing that one to him and so he has his little mountain song that he talks about um and the maggie um i don't know that i really sang a lot of songs to maggie no. she slept so well i didn't have to <laughs> <laughs> um and just recently with cora like in the past couple of months with cora if i like sing to her a little bit before i lay her down um since she seems to go down a little easier if i do that and if i sing you are my sunshine too. Actually, you pointed this out to me that if you sing that to her, she'll lay her head down on your shoulder. Yeah, and like kind of wrap her arms around your neck, and and so anyway, I've been taking advantage of that <laughs> and singing that to her before she lays down for naps and stuff. Just because number one, she goes down easier, and number two, it's just cute and I like it. So yeah. Do you have any other parenting feels songs on your list? Do you think? Mm, I, I know you didn't really like divide it into yeah categories, but I had to have some sort of organization to mine. Right. Um, no, no, my other ones wouldn't fit under that. Okay. Um, but we talked about, I mean, those were all, those were talked about two of mine in a row. So what's one that you have other than, uh, you're my sunshine. Um, 
let's see. This is switching gears a little bit um, from, well, kind of from kids. I don't know. I guess this could apply to both. Uh, the song To Make You Feel My Love, mm. uh, originally written by Bob Dylan and covered by a bunch of people again. Uh, but for me personally, uh, I actually came to know this song from Garth Brooks. I didn't even know that Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan had written this song um, until much more recently. But um, Hope Floats was one of my mom's favorite movies, uh, is one of my mom's favorite movies. And um, I like it too. Um, but that soundtrack from that movie, I had the CD of and like in high school or whatever. And I listened to that like all the time. And the, this song actually comes on twice on that CD. It's the first song and the last song. The first oh. one is just Garth Brooks, and the last one is Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Oh. They sing it together as a duet. Um, but it's been covered by Adele and um, Kelly Clarkson also, and uh, several other people. But uh, I really like Adele's version, yeah. too. Um, I like Bob Dylan's version, Garth Brooks' version, and Adele's version. Um, but anyhow, yeah, it was... Released in 97, actually. So when that song's playing, what... Oh, the same year as Butterfly Kisses. Yeah, yeah. Um, so well, yeah, I don't know. To me, like, I feel like... Is it nostalgic hope, or Well, is it... yeah, it's it's a lot of nostalgia. Um, hope Floats is a a good uh, nostalgic movie. I don't know. A good feel-bad movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an it's emotional like, movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so you kind of like feel for the, you know, uh, main um, protagonist as you're listening to Sandra that. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. As and uh, what's the guy? What's his name? He's like a Christmas singer. He's not a Christmas singer. He's a jazz singer from Louisiana. Harry uh-huh. Connick Jr. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's a Christmas singer. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, as much as Michael Bublé, Bublé yeah. is a Christmas singer. And Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard any of his singing? Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I think as I've gotten older, um, I also appreciate it just as like um, the efforts that you would go through to like show the person that you love how much you love them. Yeah. So that applies to like you as my spouse and my kids also. Um, so yeah, I just like it. It has some good, I mean, any Garth Brooks song I feel like is, uh, he's a good conveyor of emotion, whether it's like exciting or heartfelt or whatever. Um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's most often what I, um, recognize as like emotional songs is when the artist is good at conveying that or convincing you that they're feeling what the song is saying. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also had some uh, category of nostalgic songs, nostalgic feels. Yeah. Um, so one that I put was uh, pretty much any song off the Dusk and Summer CD. Yeah. Which, I debated putting some of those on there. Which they're, I mean, yeah, they don't make me like feel. Dusk there's and, like a difference. Dusk, Dusk and, and Summer is, yeah, is an album by Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. Um, that you and I listened to a lot yeah. when we were dating in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And we listened to like all their stuff or a lot of their stuff. Yeah. But this album in particular had some songs that we really liked. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like. Just takes you back to like the beach or um, when you were living at the that house with your siblings. Well, yeah, I'm thinking. thinking I'm thinking just in general. Even I feel like it just conveys a lot of like just what you would think of as like carefree. Either, either. I mean, for me, I feel like it has ties to nostalgia from when we were dating, but also like um, my group of friends and I just Mm. in high school. Like, I feel like it just reminds me of just carefree days with yeah. friends like late nights or whatever waking up that like feeling of waking up in the morning in the summer and you like have There's nothing, nothing to, to do yeah i don't know how to like put that emotion into words that feeling into words and i don't know if maybe like leave a comment if i'm <laughs> the only person in the world that has no, this i felt that too. i know but i remember talking to you about it and being like i don't know how to explain this to you like i was surprised that you even like could identify with the same like emotion but yeah. It's a weird, I feel like it's got to be like a phenomenon or something. It's got to be like labeled as something. Yeah. <laughs> There's no label for it. 
Like the feeling of, yeah, you're just laying in there. You have nothing you need to do. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's gotta be like some kind of, it's probably like a hormone or something like flooding weather. Yeah. I can, I can just like white curtains blowing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I can, I can literally just like, anytime I have that feeling, I can just like picture, which I don't have that feeling much anymore. (laughs) but because yeah. but there are like very few times when i'm like oh this like just reminds me of just being perfectly content yeah um but i can just like picture like you know sleepovers in high school with friends and just waking up in the morning to nothing like no alarm clock right. no nobody waking you up you just wake up on your own in the summer with the windows open like you said curtains blowing and there's dashboard playing in the background or james john james mannequin james what is it James Mannequin. James Mannequin. Yeah. Uh, or uh, what's the other guy? Uh, the, uh, banana Pancakes guy. Oh, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, Jack's Mannequin, and Dashboard Conventional. Those are like the three bands that anytime I hear their songs, it just takes me back to that. Dashboard pretty much only reminds me of you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I feel like that was like the theme of our dating life. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, it also so. takes me, yeah, like to like hanging out at the swimming hole and campfires and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's so weird. I, well, I'll talk about another one that does it for me. A song called Stay Away by a band called Honorary Title. I don't know if you even know who they are. I know who I've heard of them. I can't hear that song at all in my head. Yeah. So they, Honorary Title was a, a band that was like featured on or came out of i don't know which um one tree hill oh okay later on peyton is for the one tree hill fans peyton opens up a like bar type restaurant Mm -hmm. music club place do you remember this yeah called trick Mm -hmm. and she signs a band to play there oh right i think it's honorary title i'm pretty sure so me and you were dating when we we'd go over to to our friend ben's house and watch One Tree Hill. Yeah. And that's how me and Ben kind of found this band from One Tree Hill. And then we would listen to it all the time. I remember like there was this one summer where I was so, I think it was senior, summer of senior year or between junior and senior year. Um, we, I was so tired of my job. Ben needed to find a job. And we were just, we were just like driving all over Lancaster, trying to find a job that we could get together to hang out. <laughs> and we were listening. I just remember like driving his car, listening to this. And um, so it has a lot of like nostalgic feels. Back, yeah. It's like the same thing where it's like back. It's like if we didn't find a job, whatever. You know, we're still <laughs> yeah. living with our parents. You know, it's like school's going like, to be starting again. It's and not like, like a serious consequence. Right, yeah. right. And uh, I just remember that being a lot of fun. And it's weird how like music and memory have such close ties yeah and i'm sure we'll talk about that again or i thought about it a lot when doing this yeah um how like it's not just like it's not just a feeling it's like a whole like you can almost like smell things Mm -hmm. and like you can like almost physically feel like you said the the wind blowing when you wake up or driving in the car with the windows down like you can like i can i have pictures in my brain of me in the passenger seat of ben's car and us listening to the song and like seeing him in his black Ultima. It's just like very specific memories. Yeah. Um, to when I hear this track, which is just yeah, very interesting. It's like I mean, there's, it is interesting how like dif- your different senses can do that to you. Like smell is one of the strongest like ties to memory. Right. Yeah. Um, but I would say yeah, music is is high up there too. Or hear, I mean, I guess just hearing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it definitely does that same thing where it can just take you, transport you to a different moment. Yeah. So to go from a happy place, nostalgic place, to a sad place. Okay. This is where I think we're going to talk about what we talked about before. (laughs) So I try to think of songs that made me like sad. And the only one that I could think of was the song from Furious 7. Is this what you were going to talk about earlier? You mean the car movie? Yeah. (laughs) The movie about cars. Right. Yeah. Is this what you were going to talk about earlier? Yes. This is what I was going to talk about. (laughs) Um, I know I wrote down here. I know you're going to make fun of me for this one. <laughs> it's but, not it's not so much like I wouldn't make fun of you about this if you were typically like if I was used to seeing you be emotional about things that I think you should be emotional about. But that is my point is that I can't see you shed a tear over butterfly kisses, a song about 
your daughters who we will only get to see grow up once but you shed tears over a song about a fictional character <laughs> that you have never met <laughs> yes but it's not a fictional character who drives cars it's about a real person <laughs> well not really and these group of people made all these movies together and it became very close especially Vin Diesel and Paul Walker mm-hmm. and then it's it's not the song as much i mean yes the song because the song is when like the montage of the movies is happening but like the scene leading up to the song it's like so when they made the movie paul walker died during the making of the movie so they had to have like his brothers step in they did some cgi work when they showed his face and stuff like that so at the end of the movie everything's feeling good like that feeling that you're talking about Mm -hmm. where nobody has a care in the world and him and his wife in the movie <laughs> and his fake child <laughs> are playing on the beach and this is what they say this is the group says this stuff about him okay now they're saying this stuff about a dead person one of their best friends that just died but they still made this movie mm-hmm. so he's playing with his kids and the one guy says beautiful and then that guy says he's home that's where he always belonged and the one guy says things are going to change meaning like this group of friends has been together for seven movies which is a lot of time and now things are going to be different now because the main character is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Vin Diesel says, um, he gets up to walk away and someone's like, you're not going to say goodbye. And he says, it's never goodbye. And then he has a saying, um, you'll always be my brother. Um, he says, no matter where you are, quarter mile away or halfway around the world, you'll always be with me and you'll always be my brother. So it would be one thing if it was just like a character that died in the movie. Just a fake person. But yeah. it was a real person that died. And they were really actually like that close that they're almost brothers. So that's, I think, well, that's why. Yeah. But yes, I have no personal connection to them other than I've watched Paul Walker through seven movies and then to realize that, oh, he's dead in real life. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about him this way. I just thought it was a good tribute. And they kind of did the same thing in Rise of Skywalker with Carrie Fisher. Yeah. It just felt a little bit different to me because... Um, I don't know. Harrison Ford wasn't there. Mark Hamill wasn't there. Stuff like that. Was Mark Hamill there? I mean, like their characters. I don't know. They just it didn't have the same feel to me when Carrie Fisher, when they let her character go yeah. in Rise of Skywalker. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I understand. Like it makes complete sense to me why that would be emotional, but. <laughs> You just don't know I why. just don't understand why you're not emotional about some other things that I think you should be more emotional. Well, as far as or, like movies or, go, Fast and Furious is like my second favorite series. Yeah. So if I have emotional connections to people in Star Wars and I cry over someone in Star Wars, you wouldn't find that weird. But it is weird in Fast and Furious because no, it's, it's a car movie. I would movie. still find that weird <laughs> because you don't cry over movies that I think you should cry over. Yeah, but most of the time, I think that's me the, just pushing my feelings on you, projecting my feelings onto you, having unrealistic expectations. I think most of the time, the movies that are supposed to make you cry are actually fake people. Mm. I mean, people, they're characters. Right, right. No it's a fiction person story. has actually died. Right. Like Carrie Fisher actually died. I don't know if she died during the filming, but she died in the making, in the midst of making these movies. Right. And I think the reason that I don't have a problem like getting emotional about fictional stories sometimes is because I usually think through like this probably happened to someone. Yeah. Even if I even if I don't know that it for sure did. I think they probably this probably happened to someone at some point. <laughs> but anyways, so that's all I had for a sad. Yeah. That's probably the only song that could make me cry for sad reasons. But it's like the same thing that you said. It's like about butterfly kisses. You don't know if it's sad or if it's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never cried to that song. Just the song by itself. I would never cry to it. Yeah. And I didn't cry during the movie either. I said that was the closest I've ever come to crying during a movie. Mm -hmm. So I didn't cry during the movie. (laughs) But if I saw the montage and I was alone (laughs) and I had... You might let a tear Three cups of drunken doula. (laughs) I might... Let one gland pinch off a little tear. 
Is that how you would describe it? No, that's weird. Since we're on the topic. Okay. I don't have any sad feeling songs, so you can what talk about, about your sad feelings. What about happy feelings? No, no, no. No. Oh, okay. Since we're on the topic of Star Wars, I was going to say, oh. one that makes me happy all the time mm-hmm. is Binary Sons, the Force theme. Mm. I can hear that anytime and I'll be happy. Yeah. I think, do you know what I mean? Do you know yeah. what song mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. You're smiling like I'm stupid. No. And- <laughs> I was gonna smile like you were stupid, and then I thought, well, when I listen to like, if I hear like Gilmore Girls, intro or if you songs, hear that song from Pride and Prejudice, you have yeah, feelings. Yeah. Oh, I should have put those on there. That would have yeah. been good. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I know. Like I said, I stopped myself because I thought, no, <laughs> I have these same feelings. Uh, Your feelings are completely acceptable because I have the same feelings, and that's the only reason why. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's just so many years and years of good memories and feelings that go with those six notes or however yeah. many, you know. It's just a short period of music, like a short, it's not a whole song. It's just that short 15-second piece that makes me, that gives me all these feelings at once. And it's just like I've been listening to that since I was, I don't know whatever six years old yeah and it's been good memories from six years old till now having to do with that music yeah so makes sense the ones that i'm just thinking of was that song from our wedding as well that you walked down the aisle to i played that for rylan the other week and i was like this song this is a song mom wrote down the walked down the aisle to is it bad that i can't remember (laughs) (laughs) it's um home what is it oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I didn't put that it's one on my list. It's been too long since I listened to that one. Yeah, that's such a good song. I'm like looking at Ryan like she's supposed to feel something, but to her it's just another <laughs> song. And to me, it's like, oh, I remember this was Mel on her wedding day. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. But anyways, that one wasn't on my list. But yeah, what is that one that bothers me now in the day? Um, um, a feel good song that I have on my list is kind of um random, but I, I just went off of what. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know why sometimes these songs like just produce emotions in me and I don't know whether it's like good or bad or content or sad or what it is. I don't know. But Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. Um, Again, I think it's just his ability to make the song make you feel stuff. I don't know. (laughs) He's a very emotional singer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's exactly right. I think it's just his... His ability to show that in a song, make you feel that. Um, but it was originally written in 1981 by Dean and Dylan, or, sorry, Dean Dylan and Linda Hargrove. And huh. here's a little tidbit. Let's see if you can figure out why I think you would find it interesting. The pair decided to write a song together after meeting each other at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Oh. He, I didn't know that was even a real place. Yeah. I remember that when we were watching that show. Huh. Um in the in the show Nashville, they uh the two like main singers or whatever um sing at the Bluebird Cafe a lot. And I remember when we were watching that show finding out that that was an actual place in Nashville. Like it's a famous place in Nashville. Um so they went back to their house that night and wrote the song at four o'clock in the morning. Um, it was actually offered to George Strait after they completed it, um, but he turned it down. Big mistake. And uh, so David Allen well, Coe oh. was the first um, person to actually like uh, put it on his album. Oh, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, I didn't know that anybody else did it. Yeah, I would like to hear that version. I think there's no way I would like it better than the. I know. Well, um, I'm interested now. I haven't listened to these other versions. So David Allen Coe was the first one, um, and then George Jones covered it two years later, um, and then Chris Stapleton uh, recorded it in 2015. Um, so it was a long time in between there. Um, but yeah, he actually, it, he decided to, I guess he, what does it say here? It says Stapleton first sang his version on the spur of the moment while the band w- was playing during a sound check before a show in Charlottesville, Virginia. And they enjoyed playing the song. So he decided to sing it at every show. Um, and then his producer heard it and told him he should uh, like actually uh, perform it. Or whatever. Record uh, it. Record it, yeah. And then at the 2015 CMAs, he did it as a duet with Justin Timberlake. And that's what made it kind of hmm. come out more recently as like a more popular song. So anyhow, that's how I w- didn't know that it was done by 
David Allen Coe or George Jones yeah. before that. Um, so I'm interested to hear those versions. But they they refer to Chris Stapleton's version as an R&B version influence cover. Oh, really? So I'm uh, interested to hear yeah. like what the other ones are like. I'm sure I won't like them as much as his. He it's just a, has so much soul in R&B. his. R&B. R&B is weird. Like rhythm and I know. Blues, when right? you think about it, you think about like. Usher. Yes. yes. Usher and like Ja Rule and yeah. like that era. Right. Um, but yeah, it's more. It's yeah. Technically, think, it's yeah. like. If you think um, of like a blues guitar. It's like right. Those, like, exactly. That's like a lot of like solos and stuff like that. Right. All right. Here's this song. Do you remember it now? Yeah. Okay. Just took that little bit for you to remember it. Yeah. I could hear it as soon as you said home. I oh, really? I could hear it in my head, yeah. Oh. I'm glad I wasted my time finding <laughs> that song for you. That's good. It made me smile. <laughs> that would go into the happy feels yeah, category. Yeah, Happy content feels. Yeah. Wish I had fe- felt content in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't calm you down at all during the wedding. No. No. Not because I was nervous to marry you, but just because... People watching us. This is your wedding day. Yeah. Make out in front of them. <laughs> we did not make out in front of them. I think we have a video. Just we have a even... video somewhere of our wedding. And I think oh we like goodness. watched it one time and we like watched like, oh, this is horrible. So and we miserable. watched the kids. We're like, oh no, why did we do that? <laughs> it's just like, I hate, I mean. I should have kept my like... shirt on. That was the. <laughs> that was the biggest mistake. <laughs> Or I should have shaved my chest hair. One or the other. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to say, I think it was more just people looking, focusing on me. I hate being the center of attention. And so to I feel like our wedding and um, our baby showers oh, yeah. have been like the worst experience yeah. for me because of that. It just, I hate being, I hate having people look at me and watch me. Um, so I think that's why I disliked it so much. Yeah. But. Oh, another song that I picked for happy feels is, uh, the love of God, the hymn. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I think I was trying to think of like why, like, um, uh, which was interesting because in the discord, I asked the question, like, what are some of the songs that give you emotions? And Matt, my brother, mentioned this one. I don't know if we're it's related, if like the reasons are related somehow. Um, but um, when this happened not that long ago, maybe five years ago or so, we were singing at a church, and like all of a sudden, like I just couldn't sing it anymore. Yeah. And like I got like a <laughs> knot in my throat, and like I just couldn't sing. When it got to the end, and I just think it's like. There's this picture that they paint in the song mm-hmm. um, of what I think is like the perfect image of unconditional love. I'm just going to read that. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. So the lyrics are, could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole those stretched from sky to sky. And it took me a while to like figure out what is, what is everything's like backwards, you know, <laughs> in this hymn. But basically if the ocean was ink and every blade of grass was a pen, you still couldn't write the love of God yeah. in the entire sky if it was paper. Yeah. Which is like <clears throat> crazy. I mean, as um, someone who believes in God and also as a parent, to like under trying to understand unconditional love. Right. I we talked about this before. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. Just about like kids and unconditional love. And be like, how can you like, how can um, they love me even though I do so many wrong things? Right. Um, and it's just like to even be able to explain that or to write how much they love us or God loves us. You couldn't even have enough space in the entire world. Yeah. Yep. So, I know that's one of my favorite um, verses too. It's just like so poetic. Um, but yeah, out of any hymn, that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, 
do you have some other ones? I have one more song to talk about. I have one or two more. I'm not sure yet. So, um, one I definitely want to hit on is Never Enough from um, The Greatest, Greatest Showman. Showman. Yeah. Uh, I, I That song, I feel like, is so, like, it was written to give people goosebumps. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it's just purely, like, that's it. <laughs> Can I ask you one question, though? Yeah. About it? Yeah. So, when you saw her perform it in yeah. the movie, it gave you goosebumps. Yeah. Now, when I sing it in the kitchen, <laughs> goosebumps still? <laughs> I mean, I barely missed that <laughs> top note. Just barely a little flat. No, you nail it. You nail it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought so. It gives me shivers. <laughs> but I don't know if that's a good thing. That's, Heart that's palpitation. <laughs> Keeps away the the critters. And <laughs> I hit that high note. <laughs> I think I'm not going to that house. And the neighbors. <laughs> All the uh, dogs from the neighborhood start running <laughs> towards the house. Um, yeah, no, at that song I feel like kind of stupid every time I hear it and I feel that emotion because I'm like, I have, there's like, this song is so superficial. Like there's nothing to it other than that it's just written for a fictional movie. Right. Um, and I get that like there's, yes, there's meaning behind like how P.T. Barnum, like it's just never, like never feels fulfilled by anything that he ever has and so that's what this song is about it's like never enough like he just has never enough it's never enough for him um but again that's a superficial like it's it's fake i mean i pt barnum was a real person but this is obviously just written for the storyline of the movie um but regardless um whenever i hear the song it's just again i think it's just the artist um and actually the actress in the movie is not the singer mm-hmm. of that song um the actual singer is lauren allred um and she was on the voice um in i don't know what season but she was on there and she's obviously an amazing singer and i think it's just her ability again to convey the emotion of the song um through her singing i think i just think that's like an amazing skill that you don't really think about it until you hear it and you're like oh this is different like right you don't think about it. You're like, any, you know, there's a lot of songs that are good songs that I like a lot. Um, but then there, then there are certain songs. It's just like almost like with hymns or poems or things like that. When you when you hear a certain verse from a, a hymn or something that you're like, wow, that hits really hard because that was written like super well. Right. That just like conveys perfectly to like exactly what anyone would understand feeling. Um and so I think that's exactly the same with singers that are able to do that, uh, artists that are able to do that when even yeah any kind of artists, like even painters and people like that, like when they're able to convey something so clearly to everyone, I feel like that's a, a rare skill that we don't take notice of often enough. Yeah. It's not appreciated enough. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, well, the last song that I picked is a Star Wars song. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I put it under Excited Feels. Um, it is. Is it the one from the preview? It is Samuel Kim, Rise of Skywalker trailer music. Sweet. So. Yes, I would agree with that. Oh, my word. It still gives me the chills every yeah. time I listen to it. Yeah. And I think it's just like when that when that came out, I was like already so excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. And then that trailer came out with this music that it like it was John Williams, but it wasn't quite John Williams. It was like very like a lot more, I don't know, I want to say epic, but it was just a lot more like yeah. exciting. Um, and I was like excited for the last movie and the so- Skywalker saga. And then so that's like, it's it still like gives me back this culmination feelings. of yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it still gives me all those feelings every time I hear it. Yeah. I think... Um, I'm going to mess this word up, but orchestral. I think that's right. Orchestral music. Orchestral. Orchestral music does that to you, I feel like. Um, It's very good at producing emotion. Yeah. I I think about that when I hear like Disney songs um, performed that way Mm -hmm. a lot. Like the, you know, classic Disney princess movies, um, usually during the trailer or I mean during the... um, credits 
yeah. they'll have like some kind of orchestra song or something like that. I don't know. Um, I think my mind keeps going to Beauty and the Beast. Um, but anyhow, yeah, that's I would agree with that same feeling of it's like kind of the same song, right? But when it's performed in that way, it's that again that same instead of a single artist conveying that it's the instruments and like the whole group of people uh conveying that emotion yeah, yeah. okay are you ready for the fact of the podcast i'm ready okay. we're ready <laughs> the fact is ready we would be honored if you would join us but i was going into tashi station to pick up some power converters as you wish okay so i found a fact about binary sunset okay which is Perfect. the force theme so yes. um originally the music was different for that scene um so they changed it to the binary sunset the music like swells and it's supposed to from what i understand i'm not this good at interpreting music <laughs> but it's supposed to soften the struggles our hero is about to undertake oh okay but originally the music was much more foreboding and darker because of the journey that he was going to go on mm like foreshadowing um, right but lucas after hearing that with this scene actually asked john williams to change the score hmm. so then he wrote binary sunset interesting yeah that's kind of cool that shows kind of talent on both parts like john williams is of course like a hugely talented composer but a lot of times maybe we give him more credit when george lucas had some input in that also right yeah get some but all, how much time did credit. he how much time did he spend on the first song yeah and lucas is like uh, yeah we get a whole new song please <laughs> but how many and how many other times do you think that might have happened yeah that exactly. could have happened other times too yeah that is your random star wars fact of the podcast the force will be with you always all right thanks melody for being here sure you're gonna help me I'll edit this always be here uh no this was only supposed to be like 20 minutes long it's really? been an hour. It's been an hour. It's been what? An hour. <laughs> it's been an hour. It's been an hour. And um, everyone, have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. This year, think thanks living, <laughs> not Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Right. Enjoy it. Stay safe. Stay courteous. No, it's be safe. Be you, courteous. You said stay safe. All right. Ready? Be safe. Be courteous. Stay awake. <laughs> Stay courteous. Bye. Bye. See you later, alligator.